Welcome to Closing the Gap, and I'm your host, Denise Cooper. Ever wanted good advice or insights about your career, leadership, or navigating messy organizational politics? Getting good advice can make all the difference between making the right choices and worrying about what to do. So sit back, relax, and listen as my guests and I talk about lessons learned about career success, leadership, and HR in the 21st century. Well, hello, guests. How are you today? I am so excited. Um, the person on the, on the line today is Debbie Allen. And Debbie and I met at the uh, C-Suite conference that was held in New York. It was called Vision 2020. And it just clicked. And the next thing I knew, we were deciding that a podcast was the right answer. And I hope that from this, in particular, women and people who might be um, dealing with or have heard about the imposter syndrome, as well as how does that impact our ability to deliver um, on a business strategy? That's the topic of our conversation today. That's what we're going to just do a deep dive on. And whatever, wherever you're at, this is going to be a fabulous, fabulous call. So with that, hey, Debbie, how are you? I'm excited to be here. It's the start of the new year. It's going to be great. I know, I know. So tell us something that people would find unexpected about you. We can read your bio, and I, I ask everyone, read the bio, go to the website, my website, www.denisecooperinc.com. You can read her bio um, when we talk about the podcast, but tell us something that would surprise people to know about you. Well, you know, I come across as a pretty strong personality and very confident, which I, you know, am for the most part. But I also understand that, you know, as just being being an entrepreneur my whole life, it's like when you try something new, you're going to second guess yourself. Um, you're going to feel like an imposter at the beginning, but uh, you know, sometimes you got to fake it before you make it. And I think I've done that a lot in my career. Um, but also just learn from really smart people, and also just kept implementing. You know, implementing, taking strategic action all the time is what really helped me be successful. You know, even when I was doubting things, just kept moving forward. So, you know, people don't see that little, uh, you see the duck on the top of the water, always smooth, always easy to be successful. Um, but underneath, you know, there was a lot of paddling to get there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a lot of sweating, but we all did it in the bathroom, never in front of people, right? Yeah, right. Confidence kind of sales. It assures people um that things are going to be fine right it does and you you know you can't show weakness you know in in business you need to mm -hmm. show that confidence even if at that moment you might not be feeling it on the inside you better show it on the outside because that's going to be what people see and they want to do business with successful people and confident people and focused people strategic people you know so you you've got to look that way even if you're that little duck under the water you know swimming really fast inside you, you've got to look successful on the outside or at least know that you have such great value to give to a company that they really need. And you have mm -hmm. to put yourself in that mindset, you know, no matter where you're coming from at the beginning of the day. It's so you, so looking you, good. Yeah, you've been doing this a little while now. And as you work with individuals, what are the, like, top two things you see over and over that kind of trips people up? You know, you can kind of see when you – been in business as long as we have, you can kind of in the first like five or six minutes, boom, you got it, you don't. 
Yeah, I, what, I think a lot of it is I think a lot of it I can tell them within five minutes if somebody's successful or not. You know, if they're going to put limitations on how they speak, uh, using limiting, you know, limiting thoughts and beliefs. Uh, so give me an know, example. Give me an example of what that looks that sounds like. Uh, you know, somebody saying, well, you know, hey, I, I'd love to go to that next level. I would like to take my business to the next level, but, you know, I'm, I'm broke. I mean, oh, that's the worst thing you can say because it's like, okay, you might be temporarily out of money, but you're not broke. You know, you have your mind, mm-hmm. you have your skills. Uh, so that to me is, you know, when you start saying really limiting words like that. Or, you know, sometimes I get clients I believe in more, believe in themselves, and they're saying, you know, I'm such a loser. Uh, you know, I did that wrong. Or, you know, I don't want to disappoint you as, you know, as, as my me being their mentor, I'm like, you're never going to disappoint me if you keep taking action and you keep learning. Um, but you disappoint yourself by the words you use. And so people can pick up on that. They pick up on your words and your the limitations you have your, in your body language and in negative limiting words. I mean, and so people want to, they, they don't want to gravitate to that. They want to gravitate to people that believe in themselves. Or even if they admit, I don't know anything about this, but I'm a sponge to learn. And that was really my thing, you know, early on. You know, as a woman leaving, leaving the family business, going out on my own, buying a business that lost money for six years, everything's crazy. But you know what? I, I use that as my limit, not a limiter, as a, I'm going to prove to you that I can be successful and I'll prove it to myself as well. Um, you know, the thing is that I knew I needed help. I needed to find people to ask. And I never had a problem, you know, reaching out and finding people and asking for support. And and I admitted, I, you know, hey, I might not know what I'm talking about right now, what I'm doing, but I'm a sponge to learn. And I'm willing to implement any any strategies you have to tell me because obviously you've done it. You're there. You're successful. And I want what you have. And I've followed mm-hmm. that pattern with, with mentors and coaches and uh, my whole life. Mm-hmm. So as you work with organizations or, you know, executives inside organizations, um, you know, kind of, so there's the person who's kind of in the driver's seat who might be the CEO or the founder, et cetera, but they're often working with a team of people who mm-hmm. are waiting to be led. Right. Um, and they, they, you clearly, as you, as I listen to you and the way you present yourself, you're a person who is the lead it's not going to stop me. I've figured out what it is. If you tell me no, I can take, I tell people all the time, if you don't go into business, you can't take 700 no's. And the thought of having to do 700 no's separates people into buckets of I'm going to succeed or I'm not. You can immediately spot, okay, 700? Oh, okay, no problem. Okay, I'm at six. You know, and they're just like gangbusters, boom, 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 boom. Um, But the team sometimes that they put around them. Right isn't the entrepreneur. They're the supporting cast. What do you, how do you help an executive or a, uh, a founder or entrepreneur, how do you help them think through what that looks like? How to not be overcome or not be disillusioned over the fact that nobody's going to love your business like you love your business? Mm-hmm. Well, I think you have to have you know, your own core values and the way you do business and the way you define success for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think you can waver on that. You know, like um, I become pretty independent as an entrepreneur. Like, you know, even if I take on a client that's got a ton of money to throw at me and say, I want you to come in and work with our leadership team, uh, they can't micromanage me because I'm going to tell them that I'm a true entrepreneur. I mean, you're bringing me in for strategy, uh, for, you know, you got to trust. you got to trust that I'm going to, you know, definitely listen to what you need, your audience needs, but I'm going to come out and I'm going to give the keynote that I feel based on 
what my personality, my core values are, and your core values are to mix those together and build a team that's successful for you because I get both ends of this, okay? I get both sides. So I, I, I love speaking for franchises because you have two completely different audiences like that. You have the people who think they're entrepreneurs that are really business owners have one franchise and they're running mm-hmm. it like a mom-and-pop business. And mm-hmm. then you have really successful entrepreneurs that have multiple um, franchises. But the thing is, you've got this big leadership team that's saying, we want you to be exactly like this. Um, and I've worked with some franchises where they micromanage their 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 franchisees and they're micromanaging the, anybody that comes in and works with their company because they don't trust. Um, and, and that's, you know, if you're going to, you know, pay somebody a lot of money to come in and, and mentor your company or, uh, you know, speak to a keynote in front of, you know, hundreds or thousands of your franchisees, for examples, you got to trust that, you know, and sometimes the leadership itself is, is not open and minded enough to listen to other ideas or trust it. And so I think when you, you feel that to the beginning, there's also a mistrust with the people on the team. And, for example, in a franchise, people on the team are people that bought the franchise. Um, mm-hmm. And there's this mistrust factor. Uh, so there's a little bit of give and take, like, hey, we want you to do it our way. Um, yeah. We kind of want to boss you around a little bit. Um, but they're not listening to what the franchisees are saying on the other end, and they're you know, right. they got to serve them better. They got to be a little more open-minded, um, and so those are the ones I think have a little bit more of a challenge to work with because I think it really comes from the leadership has to take full responsibility of what trickles down on your team because it's it's part of core values is trusting who you're working with and being open-minded not trying to control how every aspect of the company is going because it's not mm-hmm. going to change and get better if they're not open to that. Um, right, so right, right. I, I so tell me, give me some, give me some sample, uh, you know, everybody has this, what, you know, core values, et cetera. Tell me about your core values and how you came up with them. Oh, well, my core values are just who I am as a person. It's like trust, honesty, um, you know, building strong relationships. I'm I'm going to say it like it is. Not everybody may like to hear everything I have to say, mm-hmm. and they say it like it is. But they know they're always getting the truth, and they're always getting, you know, you know what I believe. I've always been really strong about you know speaking my own mind and saying what I believe because I know in the long run sometimes it's hard to do that. Yeah. A lot of people won't speak their mind, they'll hold right. back. But you'll right. never get you never get what you want if you hold back. And right. you're allowing somebody else to control you and controlling your destiny and your own values if you adjust yourself. I mean, everybody has their own personality, and it comes from, you know, growing up and values. I mean, there's values that I learned that weren't working for my parents that I went, okay, I built other values around what does work seeing by watching them do things that, that didn't work. Like um, what? Oh, being off. Uh, being focused, I mean, not not focused, I would say, probably the biggest lesson that I unlearned from my father, who yeah. was my first mentor, because when he would focus on business, like we built this car rental business from six cars to 250 vehicles, mm-hmm. um, you know, in a, a pretty record time, not knowing how to do it. We built it for mini storage in northwest Indiana, um, that was that right outside of Chicago, very first, you know, when all the banks turned us down. But he focused on those, and he kept going, and they were very successful. And then a million other businesses that he started in between, like, mm-hmm. okay, 
uh, he didn't focus on, and the ones that he didn't focus on always failed. You can't, you know, or he'd give up too soon. He'd go, oh, that didn't work. That idea didn't work. You know, I'm on to the next thing. Uh, and so that's one of the things that entrepreneurs have is that they like to be creative and they like to have different ideas. You can't jump from one idea to the next. You have to Until be- you fully flush it out. Exactly. You right. focus it's, 100% and get it working and get it successful, then put systems in place, and then, you know, then you can add on to something else, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I find that um, I know that much of what you're working with is, is um, or who you're working with are entrepreneurs and, and kind of that person, but in corporations, that's one of the problems with strategy implementation. Is that it's the you know we we I often say we don't fail for a lack of good ideas we fail because we can't pick one and stick with it till you burst yeah, it and, and to have the vision like you know yeah. leaders has to have such a strong vision that they have to define why that vision is important to the team not why mm-hmm. it's important to them right uh, because if it doesn't relate to everybody on the team it's not going to get implemented there's no there's no motivation there's no excitement there's no like hey what's in it for me kind of thing mm-hmm. um every part of the team needs to feel like they were part of creating that success and that differentiation um otherwise yeah they're not going to follow your vision and it's going to fall flat there's nobody's yeah. going to want to implement but when things are working and they're exciting and they're creative I mean, everybody wants to get involved and everybody wants to implement and do those fun things. You just have to get past the, the vision part and say, this is what we want. Say, I like for a 2020 vision. There's going to be some changes, but don't fear changes. Changes are positive. Changes are good. And you have to have these conversations with your team on a regular basis, getting them 100% involved. And yeah, I, I often say yeah, one of the happen right at that point is one of the things that people tend not to do is they don't tell the story enough. Yeah, exactly. They think they tell it once or twice, but they don't really tell the story enough times that people can adopt the story and run with it. And that's the part I think you're talking about when you're saying about the strategy is that yeah, you say it once, you say it twice, and that, and you don't tell the story again. And say, well, this is how I see the story, and then mm-hmm. you may see the story a little differently. And I know you can give some other examples of how other people can see it because they're not going to buy into your ideas if they don't think that you care. Mm-hmm. about their ideas mm-hmm. and their thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so is there a melding of, you know, this is kind of how I see it, bring your perspective. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, I have to do that working one-on-one even with entrepreneurs and working mm-hmm. with teams same way. It's like, okay, this is what I see. This is a strategy I think which direction should we go. Can you do that? Can you mm-hmm. believe in that in that um, those ideas, and how would you promote those ideas? Mm-hmm. Because if you can't self promote those ideas, then they're going to fall flat. And right. self promotion and sales go together because it's like, okay, if we come up with a price and an offer that we're going to make, and you don't you don't believe it in your mind, you're going to have a problem, you know, talking to prospects about it, and it's not going to go any further. So mm-hmm. let's you know have you know have a multi angle discussion around what's going to be implemented, why, how does that affect the bottom line of the company, how does that affect you working there, how does that affect our customers, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's, you know, every piece of that, and how does that work for every piece, and when it does, it's it's all good, it's all exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, th- I think in how you're presenting this, particularly around the idea of the strategy, and then going out and having the story and telling the story over and over again, Sometimes women have a, a difficult time with it, and it's not just women. I mean, I know some men who also 
kind of have a bit of a imposter syndrome on it. And when we were doing a pre conversation, you that that word, that phrase, imposter syndrome kinda of lit on you a little bit. Um tell me tell me yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk a little bit about that. So let's start there and then you know, let, let's talk a little bit about feeling like, you know, you said fake it till you make it, but it's, it, I don't know that it's really faking it till you make it. It's, it's learning. It's practicing. Knowing that practice doesn't mean perfection and it's getting up because, oh, that didn't work. Let me try this. Let me try this. Let me try this. Um, well, but tell me about this imposter syndrome. Yeah, it's aiming higher sooner and knowing that you're going to make it. And so well, my feelings about imposter syndrome, and you know I'm going to tell you, <laughs> Like that's it is, because that's me, right? Yep. I think it's bullshit. I think it's bullshit. I think it's made up by somebody. Like, we never heard about that years ago. You know, me growing up, it's like, you hear somebody saying imposter syndrome. What? That doesn't exist, right? It's like a new disease or something, right? Uh, mm-hmm. It's just people feeling insecure and not mm-hmm. confident. I mean, it's the same words we use. We just have to have a new term for it, right? So then we could say stuck. I think when you put a term on somebody, and this happened to me. I actually was working with a client for five months. Mm-hmm. We're really, you know, we're trying to move forward, but every time I would try and get her to implement the ideas, she'd embrace them on a, a call, and then she would stop, and mm. then she would stop again and stop again, and this went on for five months for, like, the mm. basic pieces of building her new business, and I'm like, hey, she's smart. She's, you know, she's early in her early 30s. She's making six figures as a consultant. I was totally blown away that after five months, she said on our call, well, you have to know that I have, uh, you know, I have been diagnosed with imposter syndrome. And oh, my God. Diagnosed? Diagnosed. Like oh it's a disease, God. right? So in her head, like, okay, this is my thing, and now I have to own it, and this is yep. why I'm putting up every wall block. You know, paid me a lot of money to work with her and then put up all these roadblocks because in her mind, I have imposter syndrome because it got closer to launching it. Okay, now that we've got the brand out there, we're starting to launch the website. Okay, she freezes up and freaks out. Mm-hmm. Okay, because okay, well now if I put it out there in the real world, this brand is too big. This is too much, and can I live up to that? Mm-hmm. Um, and always she saw that vision. I mean, totally blew me away. I didn't see that at all coming um, after five months of working with her. Right. Um, and it turned out to be a nightmare. So when somebody tells me that they have that, like, I run the other way. Sorry, I cannot work with you in any way, shape, or form until you get those words out of your mouth. Because um, I, it was set up for a lose-lose situation. Because if somebody has that belief and as strong as this very successful, attractive, brilliant person that I saw on the other end had mm-hmm. that in her mind, there was no way she was going to be successful because she's going to sabotage it doesn't matter who the mentor is, doesn't matter what you've done, they're going to sabotage it every step of the way. And that's why I just can't stand those words. I wish that we could get rid of that completely because when somebody gets that in their mind, you know, I can't be successful, I can't do this, I'm going to look fake. Well, I come from the complete opposite of that. Success is easy, that you need to be a shameless self-promoter and put yourself out there. You need to speak your own mind. You don't get noticed. Um, You know, that's just the way business is. And and so, you you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, a good 80% of it is just about success and achieving and going after a new job or going after a new business, whatever it is, is in your head. You got to get out of your own freaking way sometimes and just say, this is not true. You know, these, these beliefs and limitations came from somewhere. I need to right. get them out of my head because they are not serving, serving me and they're 
diet. This is going to be great. Lose 50 pounds. Blah, 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 blah. Just like you have to be open to that, you also have to be open to that it's not that I, because I feel nervous or anxious because I've never done it before, doesn't translate into you can't do it. Yeah, because when you fall into I can't or, you know, make all these excuses, you fall in that excuse zone. And, you know, that's just these excuse zones are just get you like in this spiral of unsuccess. I mean, success is actually so much easier to achieve than failure. And failure is just a little roadblock or an obstacle that's going to teach you a lesson. If you can look at that as lessons and say, I can get past this versus, you know, Success is hard, and that's why I wrote the book. Success is easy because nobody said it. I mean, it's crazy. Why? Why do I think it's hard? Because working hard is not going to help you be successful. I mean, I've already proven that. Most people know that hard work not make you successful. Uh, working strategically, working smarter, putting yourself out there, more opportunities, having a stronger mindset—all of those things are going to help you make success easier. But when you think about success versus failure. We are surrounded by so many opportunities to be successful. I mean, this podcast, you're doing this because you want remarkable leaders. You want to teach people this. And, um, you know, they can listen to your podcast anytime. They can go on to YouTube. They can watch videos. They can learn all of this stuff. We're surrounded by it. You can go to a library. You're surrounded by books. Um, but failure is just a bump. And, and, and it's, you know, there's less failure surrounding us than there is success. And people can really understand that and just say, okay, I got a little failure. I got a little mistake. I got to go over here. I got to learn something. And that's what I would yeah. always do. It's like, I got to relearn something. I got to learn a new skill. You know, I'm not going to beat myself up because I didn't do it right. I only have so much skills and so much knowledge. So now I know I need to have a little bit more of that to be more successful. Or a little bit more practice. You know, and yeah. that, I think right. that the difference is if someone said it, I'm not that smart. Um, but failure is only when you give up, mm-hmm. and I think if that's the idea. If you if you hit that bump in the road that you're talking about, and then you go, oh well, it can't be done. That's failure. But if exactly. you could hit that bump in the road and go, hmm, that didn't work. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I still want to get over there. Maybe if I pivot this way, or maybe I need to make a phone. Oh, you know what? I met so and so last week. Let me give him a call. This is what I came up against, and da da, you know, can you help me out? Can you help me out? Can you help me out? That kind of thing. And and the other thing I want to capture for what you said is, I, I constantly tell people all the time, be careful who's whispering in your ear, mm-hmm. because who whispers in your ear sets your expectation level. And so if they set it too low, then you don't achieve your greatness. Exactly. So who's whispering in your ear? And so your idea on the start podcast where you were talking about one of the ways that you were successful is is that you were very smart about knowing how to pick people who could help forward you versus picking people who just helped you stay where you were, stay the same, made you feel good, but didn't challenge you to be better. Yeah, and I still do to this day. I mean, sometimes it's your family and friends you have to move away from because there's negativity and doubt. And, and you know, I've been on this earth. I know I've been put on this earth to to help people be more successful. I love I love having success so that I can share it with other people. That's the, how I define my own success is when when I have success and I can find a way to share it with other people. When I learn something or do something successful, who else can I share this with? That mm-hmm. is such an important part of who I am. It's like in my DNA. 
um, because I've had people help me. And so when I'm around people that are negative or limiting, um, you know, I, I just have to completely avoid being around them because they're going to adjust my energy and my energy needs to be there for not just me, but for this massive team. My team is, is the world of entrepreneurs, the world of corporate. So, you know, it's a huge market that says, hey, I like the way you think. I like the way you write. I like the way you, you, you know, present. And I want to hire you because mm-hmm. I want you to come in and make a difference. And mm-hmm. so all I ask for my clients is trust me. You know, mm-hmm. if I trust you, trust me because we're going to have to shake things up a little bit to make things better. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want to just come in and say, I'm going to motivate you because you can't motivate people. You might motivate right. them for an hour, but it's gone. You have to yeah. change your thinking. Gabby, every executive is faced with having to coach one of their own um, direct reports. And have you ever been in a position where you had to do that and help somebody understand what the value is that they bring to the table? Whatever you're good at in business is where your value is, your own personal value proposition. So, you know, whether we have a business value proposition, we need to have our own personal value proposition, and we also need to uh, promote ourselves. You know, you can be a shameless self-promoter working in a company, and that's speaking your mind and speaking up and raising your hand at at meetings and people recognize you and recognize your ideas. That's how you get ahead. You can't stay Yeah, and and to do that, you simply need to shift your mindset of even if you work for a company, it is a marketplace. Yes. And you have to sell, you have to market, you have to want to talk to people. And you have to make sure that the value that you're delivering, whatever your skill is, this case it was a virtual assistant, it doesn't matter what it, who, what that skill is, you have to be marketing and helping people under, understand what it is. Because in corporations, in larger companies, we're so problem focused, we miss when things are going well. And if you don't bring it up, it doesn't it, we don't put value on it we're always looking for the what's wrong isn't that crazy i mean i know I'm like, I mean, what you said is like so true but when you hear it it's like it's crazy it is, it is true that people look at here's the problem here's the you know the thing that's going wrong versus like what could be going right and yeah. how that return on investment what would it look like at the end result because i always ask yeah. people where, where do you see yourself yeah. one year from now and i right. say that's not just having a vision. It's actually seeing, being there, living there, breathing. Right. Who's on your team? Who are your right. clients? Who are your prospects? How do you see yourself one year from now? What um, are the conversations that you're having then that are different than the conversations you have right now? Mm-hmm. Which ones stay the same? Because they right. fuel you. They energize you. They help you hone your picture of what success is. They drive you toward success. They remove robots. What would that look like if you actually were one year from now? You know, so for everyone who's on the podcast listening, I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to be healthy. I want to be blah, 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 blah. Right now, look to the future. Do exactly what Debbie has offered you to do. What does it look like? What would it feel like? Who are the people around you that fuel you in the same way, help you remove obstacles, support you through the times when you fall, skin your knees, gain that five pounds back, forget to talk to your boss about, hey, I just did this great project. Hey, this is something that we learned. Oh, I went to this conference on my own. I'm bringing back this in here. How can we bring this back to the workplace so that we can add value? What is it that you need help with, um, boss? You know, how can I make this presentation one step better and change somebody's mind by skinny things, singing the same song over, over, and over, and over again? How can I do that? And if you do that, 
And then one year from now, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure if I had to guarantee, I, you know, I'll buy you a cup of coffee if it doesn't work. If you do it, you will be where you say you want to be. Most Debbie, Debbie um, you're such a dynamo. You are such a dynamo. This has been an awesome time. I can't believe the time has flown by. How do people get a hold of you? If I want to find you, how do I find you? <laughs> well, I've got to bring, uh, remember my name, that famous name, Debbie Allen. So it's yep. D-E-B- yeah, D-E-B-B-I-E-A-L-L-E-N.com, DebbieAllen.com. So the first thing I want to do when you go on my website, sign up for my free videos, okay? So it's going to take this conversation to the next level. The little five-minute quick videos are going to get you a little out of your head, uh, getting you thinking stronger, better, speaking your mind in the new year. So the first thing you want to do, um, and then you'll uh, you'll get my newsletter. It comes out once a month, kind of lets you know about events and things that I'm doing like that. But that's the best way. So you start getting some information coming to you right away. Yeah, and then it's not just information; it's valuable information that if you just you don't have to take all the nuggets, but if you just take one nugget, one thing, do one thing and do over and over and over until you do it well. Every month you'll get something, right? Most definitely. And then I have also have a Facebook page. You go, it's called uh, Facebook. Um, you go to Success is Easy One Two Three. It's a Facebook group page. Um, so that's a good way to stay connected with other people that are like minded like you. Because you, you know, oh, there you go. I want you to embrace some new mindset. Um, and this is a group of people that say, hey, I want success to be easier for me. I want in business. I want to win in business uh, this year. I want some no nonsense strategies. I want you to keep me. Uh, Keep me in a loop so you keep me motivated. And that's the kind of group that is on the Facebook group. And that's a free group to, to join. Success is easy, one, two, three. Just put that in your search. On Facebook and then you, you, um, you'll you find it. It'll come up. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with the audience. I really appreciate it. Um, I look forward to seeing you at C-Suite again. Uh, and uh, you know what? Let's keep the conversation going because success really is easy. Yeah, I like that. Okay, thanks, Denise. Best of luck with you this year, and uh, we'll stay in touch for sure. Great. Um, If you like this podcast, folks, you know what to do. Um, Hit that like button if you really, really like it, and even if you don't, make it a conversation starter. Share it with somebody else. Have a conversation that takes you to the next level. Otherwise, you just never close the gap on where you are today to where you want to be, and that's what life is all about about focusing on how do I close the gap from where I am today to where I want to be tomorrow. Have a great day. I'll see you on the next podcast. Bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.